0: Learn more at marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. I'm Patrick, and the Warriors beat the New Orleans Pelicans. That was a pretty entertaining game on ESPN. I didn't watch the the Marvel thing. Well, I watched a few minutes of it, and I mean, not my thing, like all those extra graphics and stuff. I didn't mind those, actually, too much. But I found the play-by-play uh with Richard Jefferson and whomever else was in the studio a little dry, you know, trying a little bit too hard to be entertainment-y, if you know what I'm saying. I enjoyed listening to Vince Carter on the regular broadcast. I hope he continues to be a commentator, a color commentator. But this was a game that the Pelicans needed because they're exactly or they were exactly three games behind the Warriors I believe for the ninth spot and the Warriors played the Pelicans three times tonight tomorrow and one more back in SF it was good it was good for the Warriors to run into a team that seemingly has some very very solid talent but just I don't know why I don't watch the Pelicans but I don't know why they just can't put it together I'm wondering maybe Stan Van Gundy might not be the best choice for this young team. He's a he's a great commentator himself, but maybe his time has come and gone. It flashed me back to when the Warriors were looking for a new coach and Stan Van Gundy was someone that they were talking to. And I was like, please, no, no, not him. He's kind of a retread, you know what I mean? And he wanted to be not just the coach, but he wanted front office power. Not sure exactly if he wanted to be GM, but of course they already had Bob Myers and they didn't give it to him and he passed and he went on to coach and be in charge of the Detroit Pistons. And look how far that got them. It's like when he's coach and when he's GM, he'll risk the future. You know, I mean, anyone would in that position when they have a garbage team, they'll risk the future to try to win. And then ultimately he got let go and the Pistons had to rebuild because of all of his mistakes. So, you know, there's another universe out there where maybe he was in charge of the Warriors and that is a universe I do not want to live in. This game was definitely one that the Warriors wanted. I noticed that Draymond came in at the nine-minute mark in both the second and fourth quarters instead of the six-minute mark. In that second quarter, they were really struggling. They called a timeout just to put him in the game, and I felt like that was really important. And basically, this is kind of like the playoffs, right? They're battling to keep their seating in the play-in and then also trying to get positioning. I mean, the Pelicans... I Again, I don't know why they're not better than this. They they seem to have some very, very solid pieces. But uh, fortunately for us, they seem to kind of crumble. The Warriors get them again tomorrow, and that's another game that the Pelicans absolutely must have. And hopefully the Warriors can steal it. But, you know, they got one. Steph came in. I think in the fourth quarter at like the eight or seven minute mark, they really, really wanted this game. Andrew Wiggins had a great game. And that's one dude that I actually want to see in the playoffs for the Warriors. I think that would be great for him moving forward regardless. And if they can get to the first round and have him battle in the playoffs, give him that responsibility, hopefully he has some success. That's a good building block for next season. Right now, this team is totally, totally, like, barren, it feels like, right? and anderson has to score double digits. Wiggins has to as well. Draymond, he had a great game. In theory, they can get Eric Pascal back, and eventually they'll get Damian Lee back. But, you know, that'll that'll give them more bodies. But those dudes aren't really going to get them far. But I guess some help is better than none. But yeah, they just have a thin margin of error. And if Steph is ever, ever off, then it's just over. One thing I want to talk about also is LeBron James complaining about the play-in tournament. And I was listening to another podcast and they mentioned that he had this opinion previously before the Lakers were in position to be in the play-in. I think a couple years ago, he wasn't too high on it, but I personally kind of like it. I mean, it seems to be working the way it's supposed to. Teams aren't tanking. Teams like the Warriors, they just need a chance. But I get it. You know, a couple weeks ago, Luka Doncic and Mark Cuban were complaining. And that's because the Mavericks were right square in the crosshairs of being in the play-in. Lakers now have fallen and they're in danger of being in the play-in. So... People can say, hey, injuries to LeBron and AD, but let's not get it twisted, you know? Like if Clay didn't get injured, didn't tear his Achilles on draft day, then the Warriors wouldn't be in this position either. Just because it happened at the very beginning of the season and he hasn't played doesn't mean it ain't the same thing. So bottom line is, hey, Lakers, Lakers fans, everybody has gone through this, so deal with it, you know? And if you guys really are good enough then don't end up in the play-in like just be better than the Blazers be better than the Mavericks also the seventh and eighth seeds they have to lose twice to be eliminated I mean I think there's a sense that like it's all one and done sudden death all this stuff but I mean that's true for the ninth and tenth teams as it should because technically you know traditionally they wouldn't have made it so you get one shot if you lose you're out if you win you got to do it again. So there's automatically an advantage for the seventh and eighth teams. I think it's relatively fair, but I get it. They don't want to play the extra game. They don't want to be in danger if someone is injured or has a couple of bad nights. So whatever. As old school as I am, I I kind of hope they keep the play-in round. Oh, yeah. And one one final, final thing. I don't watch Zion Williamson play that often but man that guy is huge but i just wonder i mean does anyone worry about like all the weight he's carrying around i'm sure it's been talked about i just haven't looked it up or anything but he carries so much weight and he jumps so high and he's so powerful that maybe he has superhuman joints because i just worry that in even a few years in a handful of years he'll like have some crazy back or knee problems or whatever. But I, I don't want that obviously. Like I want to see someone like him who we've never really kind of seen before reach his potential and do all these crazy new things that we've never seen. So anyway, that's another episode of the Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Oakland Warriors or at Patrick Eppino, E-P-I-N-O. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to subscribe and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.